0: Lock Talk Radio Block Talk Radio We're now listening to Wealthy Sisters Radio Show We're now listening to Wealthy Sisters Radio Show We're now listening to Wealthy Sisters Radio
1: Show We're now listening
0: to Wealthy Sisters when I'm listening to we'll be Radio Show When I'm listening to When I'm listening to When I'm listening to Well, be
1: Bexary. Wealthy Sisters Radio brought to you by Wealthy Sisters Media Group where we proudly promote positive people. You can visit us for all your branding and publishing needs at wealthysistersmedia.com. Again, that's wealthy sisters S I S pas Here at Wealthy Sisters Radio, we love connecting businesses with people, stories, and music, and our purpose is twofold, you guys. It's simple. First, we want to make sure that we provide you with that inspiration, encouragement, and that practical knowledge that you can apply to your business and your life right now. For that positive impact. And second, we must continue to edify, promote, acknowledge, and say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I am Deborah Hartnett, your host, and we are broadcasting live here on the Worldwide Blog Talk Radio Network. And you know you can catch this show in its entirety and all of our other dynamic shows at WealthySistersRadio.com. Today is another fantastic Tuesday. It's February (laughs) third <laughs> twenty fifteen. Already we have completed a full month in this beautiful year of twenty fifteen and I trust you all as excited about it as I am because I know for a fact that this is going to be, and it is, the best year ever, leading into so many, many more. So we stand on that. We're excited for everyone that tunes in for the radio show every week, and we're all in agreement on that, right? That's right. And you know what? We are here every week at the same time. That's Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern. So thank you so much for continually sharing the show, tweeting it out, Facebook, and sharing. If you, you really, really don't know how much we appreciate you because we know that without you, we couldn't be here, and we are grateful that you find value in what we do here every week, that you understand Wealthy Sisters Radio is here to provide resources and great content as we've been doing now going into our sixth season this year. So again, thank you so much for tuning in to us and doing that, and you know we have come to that time in the show that we call the Business Question of the Week. Yes, we started that segment last year, and it has just taking off. We get so many inquiries every week, and if you have a question that you'd like us to do our best to answer here on the Wealthy Sisters Radio, we'd love to be able to do that for you. You can send it to family at com. Again, that's family at radio.com. or you can simply call our hotline at 800-917-9435, extension 808, leave us a shout out there, or you can also ask the question. You know, I've been in business now over 25 years. I'm a true entrepreneur, for real, for real. And if I don't know the answer, I do have sense enough to go out and seek the right information from experts as we do every week here on the show. So this question this week comes all the way from Seattle. Oh wow. Seattle, Washington. From Latrice and Latrice, I have to say to you my apologies about the Super Bowl. I tell you I was rooting for the Seahawks. I really really was pulling for them. But Latrice's question is about being overwhelmed in business. She says that she's been listening to us for about two years now, and she's owned her business for seven years. Wow, that's great. Congratulations. I know we need to give her a round of applause for that. Seven years in business. And uh, she just wants to know how do we uh, get over, or what do I do, she asks, specifically to avoid the feeling of being overwhelmed. (laughs) Well, I tell you, Latrice, I know that feeling also well. Uh, As an entrepreneur, as a matter of fact, we tweeted out during the Super Bowl game, that intense game. I said it's just like the life of an entrepreneur. It's really intense. It really is. It's rewarding, but it's an intense reward. And it can be overwhelming. So what what I suggest and what I what I do my best and what I am really learning how to do more of because I have not been the best at this you know I'm honest I'm telling you the truth here but what I've learned and what I understand is number one I want to share with you just find a way Latrice to relax seriously to take a breath when you have those moments where you feel like if you're going to bed that way I'm telling you if you go to bed that way that's how you're going to wake up in the morning you know a lot of times we ask questions of entrepreneurs like what is on your mind you know what keeps you up at night and i I promise you, every entrepreneur can have an answer for that. But um, what you want to do is do your best to just step back from the situation. Like if you're working on something on the computer, you're trying to figure something out, you're working on a proposal, step away from it. Take a break, five, ten minutes. From it, And I know a lot of times, as entrepreneurs, we are like, no, we can't stop until it's done. We have to work until it's done. And really, what I've learned, we're not as productive when we're working when we are exhausted. So do do your best to step away from it. It's amazing how, just like when you go to the gym, when I work out in the gym, or you, you get more energy from doing that. When you exhaust that energy is, is a natural way that that happens. Definitely pull away to step back to recharge yourself. Find something that you enjoy doing, um, whether it's, it's playing video games, I know people do that, or read a book, something, watch something on television, have a cup of tea, whatever. The next thing is, too, is this trust. You know, um, your instincts. Trust your gut. We talk about that a lot. You know, a lot of times when we're feeling overwhelmed, it, it could be about a decision that we have to make. And, and and we already most often know the answer. It's just that we might be afraid to step out on that. So I would say trust your instinct on that. Trust your gut. And surround yourself with good people that can give the advisories for you uh, as well. But definitely trust your gut. Three, delegate. Oh, my goodness. That's one of the hardest things I know that we face as an entrepreneur. We always say trying to find someone to going to do the job who feels the way about your company as you do. Delegate some of those responsibilities. You should be, you know, if you're at a stage now. There are virtual assistants that you can hire. Uh, there, there, Also, go on Google and, and look for animated systems or technologies or apps that can help what Uh, with you, help you with some of the responsibilities that you might have, uh, automated, you know what I mean. Um, uh, Also, number four, get help from family. Now, I do, I understand not everybody has that that support system. I know firsthand about that within the family. But, you know, we, we create our own villages. Maybe you have a family unit that you created from friendships, but your immediate family. A lot of times as entrepreneurs, we don't have that conversation with our, with our family, with our loved ones, with our children. Children are very smart. If you let them, you share the vision, you track progress with them, you tell them what's going, why you're doing what you're doing, explain to them that they may see things differently from their, their, their peers, but your lifestyle is different as an entrepreneur, you know, let them know that. Then the next thing I say uh, is five. I talked a little bit about that in four about tracking progress. Find a way to track your progress to celebrate even the smallest things. And I, I, like I said, I'm learning how to do this. As one who's driven, who, who feel like the job has to be done, if it's something that I'm not able to accomplish, I tell you, it can be, it's just oh, it can be a lot if you feel like you haven't completed everything that you want to complete. But there are very, it's very rare that you don't have small successes on the way to your big success. So we have to realize and be able to identify those things. So I suggest to definitely do that as well. Small things, whether it's just, you got a phone, you've made a phone call, you've been trying to get this person on the phone for the longest, and you wanted to set up a meeting with them. Celebrate that you have a meeting. Even know maybe you haven't had an exchange or what you want to offer to in exchange for services or what have you celebrate that fact find a way to do that and then I will say the bonus is number six Stay in tune with Wealthy Sisters Radio. That's why we do what we do every week here. We make sure we provide you with rich content that can help you with your business. That is the requirement of all of our guests that come on the show, to make sure that they have something uh, of substance and practical knowledge that they can share with our audience, and we are serious about that. So I encourage you, if you haven't already, go to WealthySistersRadio.com, join our mailing list. Make sure you do that. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Follow us every day because we are constantly putting out positive information, uh, resourceful information. That is our purpose, that is our mission. And know that, yes, as we say every week, you're in business, an independent business owner, but we are all interconnected interdependent. We need each other. So thank you so much. We appreciate you, Latrice, for sending your question in. We're excited about uh, having you as a listener, and thank you so much. And again, if you have a question that you'd like us to answer here on Wealthy Sisters Radio, please send it in to family at wealthy sisters Again, that's family at wealthy Or you can simply call our 800-917-9435 extension 808 hotline. Wow, well, you know, we've got a lot of it Today's Show is... Spectacular. I love the subject that we're talking about today, and I want to make sure that you are getting ready, that you have registered for the Winter Summit, the Winter Summit 2015, March 27, 28, the premier professional event for business women. I'm telling you, we have everything in store for you. We've got the National Association of Hotel Owners, Black Hotel Owners, Operators, and Developers is going to be there conducting a workshop showing you what steps you need. Need to take to become a brand owner, a brand name hotel owner. Uh, we also have a Millionaire Luncheon that we do. This is our fourth event, you know, so that Millionaire Luncheon is an intimate session where we have documented millionaire women that share uh, and exchange is uh, about how they built their business. You can ask questions. It's fantastic. We've got subjects from the fundamentals that you need to know in your business as far as uh, how to read a P&L sheet. I mean just financial statements for all the way to marketing. I'm telling you, we have everything jam-packed in these two days. Awesome networking with some of the most incredible women from all around the country. March 27th, 28th, you want to be there. The Winter Summit, get registered right now. Seats are very limited the Winter Summit, and we only have a few seats available for the Millionaire Luncheon. And once those are gone, that's it. That's included this year into the general admission price. So go to the Winter Summit, that's like a champion, thewinterssummit.com and get registered so that you can be there today, uh, be there this year with us uh, at the Winter Summit. So, yes, we've got a, a spectacular show planned for you today, and uh, I tell you, our guests, I'm just thrilled to have him uh, on our show. He is a force to be reckoned with. He's someone that's blazing the trail uh, in this world of economics, in the business world, and we all probably, I know you've heard of him, and I I like to say he's affectionately called uh, Professor Devin, but Devin Robinson is a business and economics professor and an author of eight self-help books, eight books. Professor Devon is the CEO and the program director of the Beauty Supply Institute and the Urban, uh, which, get this now, they have Um, opened over 70 black-owned beauty supply stores and have generated over $13 million in revenue. How big is that? I'm telling you, that's incredible. And if anybody has paid attention, you have to be somewhere with your head in the sand. If you have not seen what has taken place the past 20 years in the black hair care beauty supply industry and who dominates that and to see... That he's blazing the trail. He's with a group of entrepreneurs. is doing some incredible things, and he's going to share how these Black business women are reclaiming ownership of the beauty supply industry. We're just going to take a quick break. We'll come right back, and we'll have Professor Robinson here with us on Wealthy Sisters Radio. We're now listening to Wealthy Sisters. The Full Body D-Herbs.com's Full Body Cleanse works to naturally cleanse and detoxify the body to aid in weight release, enhancing the immune system, and increasing energy levels. The Full Body Cleanse consists of the Blood and Lymphatic Formula, cardiovascular, liver, spleen, and gallbladder, lungs and respiratory, kidneys, bladder, and adrenals, colon and digestive
0: tract, and activated charcoal. When you cleanse your body, you open up the door to healing and rejuvenation. dherbs.com
1: I love it, I love it. We are here live, yes, on Wealthy Sisters Radio. I'm Deborah Hartnett, your host, and you just heard them talking about earth.com I'm telling you, I love that product, that full-body cleanse. I swear by it, if you have not, if you have not cleansed yourself, Your inside parts, as we say. It is so important. We talk about it, how great is mental clarity, of the weight loss, the energy that you need. We're getting ready for the springtime to come here. And I'm just telling you, just owe it to yourself as we talk about that holistic point of view. So definitely go to dherbs.com and be sure, be sure to let them know you've heard about it right here on Wealthy Sisters Radio. Use that promo code Wealthy Sisters. For your discount. Well, we are here live on our show today and we have none other than Professor Devin Robertson of the Beauty Supply Institute and the Urban Business Institute. And I just wanna give him a very, very special welcome to Wealthy Sisters Radio. Hello, how are you today?
2: Good morning. How are you? Thanks for having me on your show.
1: Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Good morning. How are you today, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good, good. Well, we're grateful that uh, you could certainly join us and so excited about the work that you're doing. I mean, you are like David in this giant. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you've been told that before. I mean, it's just incredible how, um, like I said, over oh, we we have to have had our head in the sand if we didn't realize what has happened. Uh, in the, the beauty supply industry and to know uh, that you have just just taken it on and uh, along with these powerful group of entrepreneurs, we just got to say thank you for just blazing that trail.
2: Oh, thank you so much for those kind words. I mean, the, the honor is mine. I, it, I just feel like I'm doing what I know best um, right. to do, uh, doing the right, right thing because you know, I own and I opened my first store back in 2004, uh, the, the end of 2004. And okay. when I started to learn about what was the industry was really about and what was happening in the and the roadblocks,
0: and I learned
2: how to master those things and become very, mm-hmm. very successful later, opening two locations. I, I felt like I can't keep this to myself because it's it's not just about me. It's about my community. And it's right. the shoulders that I stand on, I'm hoping I can put people on top of my shoulders as well.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, I definitely um, just feel so much about what you're saying and just totally agree with you. It's all about it's bigger than I or you. It's, it's bigger than us. It's really about being able to leave a legacy and make a difference and an impact. And that's, that's when you know that you're fulfilling your purpose and, and you can really have that success that you're having when you realize you, you're really there uh, to, to provide a service and to make things happen and create jobs and opportunities, you know, for, for, for others. And before we really get into this, Professor Devin, I, I, you know, we are, I always say here on Wealthy Sisters Radio, we're a little nosy. We love to, to have a little bit of background information <laughs> where we grew up. We, we might detect a little accent, You know, people deal with my... Southern drawl here every week on Wealthy Sisters Radio, yeah. so they might hear, I think I hear a little Caribbean or something there, but if you don't mind just sharing a little bit with us about where you grew up, and, you know, we like to say, what were the ingredients that went into the recipe that we see today? You know, what was your path that led you to what you're doing today?
2: Well, I'm from um, St. Thomas, Virgin Islands. I grew I was uh. born and raised there. Um I left when I was 17, and I joined the U.S. Army. Um,
1: oh, and from thank there, you for your service. Thank, no, you.
2: thank you. Thank you,
1: thank yeah. you.
2: Um, I, I served, and I got out, and I was an engineer for a corporation. And um, and then after that, I, you know, things that were happening in corporate America, I said, I just need to step mm-hmm. out and be a full-time entrepreneur.
1: And mm-hmm. I haven't
2: looked back since, and that's been about 11 years now. And I tell people, you know, I can identify very well with, the the workers, you know, the people that Mm -hmm. have that dream inside of them and they Mm -hmm. just don't know how to carry it out, the right steps, and what they need to be doing and how to reprogram themselves because it's all about programming. You know, people are programmed Mm -hmm. whether they believe it or accept it or not. And Mm -hmm. I understand being a a worker in government, private, Mm -hmm. industry, corporation, and I understand entrepreneurship very well. The thing that that I think that allowed me to be, carrying the torch being the, the, the type of arena that I'm in is from a young age, um, I was always a person that, that rebelled against things that wasn't right. And mm-hmm. I, I grew up with that in me, you know, I was, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was the, I was the protector of people that were being bullied. Um, mm-hmm. I would get into physical confrontation over people that were trying to take advantage of others or do different things. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't afraid mm-hmm. to do that. And I think that you know, when I look back on my life, I can see where it all led me to be doing what I'm doing now. Because I've I've been threatened. Um, I've had my pictures up in non-black owned stores saying, "Watch out for this guy." Um, I've, I've had people come after me because of the work I'm doing. And mm-hmm. I think I think I was just. I'm on I'm on a mission serving my purpose that God led me to do. So mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. just a person. I think my whole aura aura and dynamics of who I am, I'm just a person
1: to mm-hmm, be doing mm-hmm.
2: something like this and not be afraid. And, and then mm-hmm. it doesn't help. I mean, it helps that I know business so well, I know how to teach it. So I think that formula, right. you know, right. created the perfect recipe for what I'm doing mm-hmm. now.
1: Or what you're doing now. And I love the fact that you, 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 well, one of the reasons why we always ask your background, because we like to emphasize, you know, the, the importance of where you are today, where we were five years ago, seven years ago, and for those listeners who are in that particular point. Because a lot of times we know, especially the day we want everything right now, we see it fast, we want it fast, but we um, don't understand how to really embrace that process and that journey. and and to know that every extent we have is leading us to, the the next step. And I love the fact that you said you have experience in government. You know what it is to work in government. You know what it is to work uh, in in corporate America as well and also to run a business, so that that makes you be able to reach uh, so many more people and to be able to relate to what they're doing. Um, now, you said you were in corporate America, and you knew that you wanted to, to start a business. How, how did you get into, involved? What, what made you say, well, I'm an a over-beauty beauty supply store?
2: Okay, so that, that's the, the, the interesting paradigm shift that took place in my life. I was, <laughs> yeah. I, was always, I was always into business and entrepreneurship, but I was like many, many people of our community, you know, uh-huh. doing stuff part-time, the side thing, but you're uh-huh, punching uh-huh. the clock, nine in the prize. And um, I was working for Worldcom. if anyone's familiar with that company. It was yeah, the I remember. It was the largest internet and yeah. telecom company in the world. Yeah, I was working with them yeah. during their yeah. accounting scandal. They had the largest uh-huh. accounting scandal in history. Yeah, and yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm a network engineer by trade. That's what I did in the military, and that's what I was doing when I was out. I know telecom. I know fiber optics equipment and all that stuff, routers and stuff like that. And that's uh-huh. what I was doing. And as they were going through what they were going through, and more and more layers of the problems were being peeled off, and I was mm-hmm. seeing that that really I'm in a very vulnerable place. Um, people are losing their jobs. I was in a, working in a building with 150 people. And by the time I resigned, was, there were <laughs> three people left. So Were you seeing. there in
1: Atlanta? Were you in Atlanta? Yeah, I was there? in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah Atlanta. I remember. I'm from Atlanta, so I remember. I remember that very well. That that they're all yeah, at I headquarters was a, there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I was one of the mm-hmm. facilities in Atlanta, and now it's
2: Verizon mm-hmm. Business. But mm-hmm. I watched a lot of lives get ruined, and I mm-hmm. was just. I, I decided in about two thousand three, late two thousand two. I said, you know what? I'm going to set myself up and get ready for this exit mm-hmm. because. I'm coming in every week, every other week, and, and more people are being laid off and more problems and more cuts. And I said, I can't just stick around and let life happen to me. So mm-hmm. I decided mm-hmm. to put my plan together, and I started to reprogram myself like nothing, uh, none other. I mean, mm-hmm. the people in my circle, they started to not identify with me anymore because I was going through such a major shift. I started mm-hmm. listening to different radio programs, watching different things on TV, reading books galore everything on business and entrepreneurship and getting myself ready I started spending differently I stopped going out the way I used to and people mm-hmm. thought I was I joined a cult or something and, <laughs> and all I was doing I was in boot camp I put myself in boot camp to get ready for uh-huh. my exit and uh-huh. I said you know uh-huh. if they let me go I go first um, I gotta <laughs> land on my feet I got a family I gotta be able to take care of myself and you know, the reality was, at that time, living check to check, making great money, but you're looking at it like, if I get fired, I can only, only survive like two weeks, you know, three right. weeks. Like, I, right? I, I got to really do something. So I decided to, uh, you know, look into some of the things that I was doing. I ramped up my real estate stuff, because I bought my first house at 19, so I understood real estate. Um, mm-hmm. So I ramped that up. I ramped up some other businesses with my books and um, a mortgage company and a, a mortgage finance company. So I was doing different things, and then I decided to open a barbershop. And by that time, I was making enough money that I can safely resign from my company. And what I did, I resigned to save a co-worker's job because I had seniority over him. But the next wow. layoff off was going to be him. And wow. he didn't have the means, he didn't have the resources, he had a family, and I knew it would devastate him. So I mm-hmm. said, you know what, this is my time. This is my time mm. to take my chance. So I went oh, ahead baby. and I resigned to save mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. position. And, mm-hmm. um, did, and Are you still in annoyed. touch
1: with him today? Does he still, yeah, does he still I, I, keep in he contact still with you?
2: Oh, yeah, wow. He's still at the company and, you know, able to take care of his family. And, you know, he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's very, uh, uh, he's, he's, he's really uh, appreciative of, mm-hmm. of what I did mm-hmm. for him and, you know, you know, I reach out to him every now and then, and you know, it, it, it's good. I mean, the management it, hated what I did. I mean, they right. They wanted me to stick around because I was a better engineer than he was. I had more experience.
1: Right, right, but
2: right. But I, 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 it just goes back to one of my attributes, one of my traits. I looked out for the other person. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so so I did it, and it was a very eye-opening experience. It was a, a culture shock not mm-hmm. having the insurance, not being paid regularly, yeah. yeah, being able yeah. to forecast your money. Right. Um, all my decisions were mine. Uh, right. To live with, you know, uh, the, the workers that I had, you know, I started to learn how to be better, a, a better person interpersonally, develop mm-hmm. my social skills, my leadership skills, but it came at a cost. I mean, I lost money, things didn't go right, but eventually, mm-hmm. I really, really figured it out. Now, to the beauty supply thing, I own my barbershop, and that's a shorter story. I was out shopping for my salon. It was a salon barbershop. I had about 12 stylists, and I noticed that they would always uh, be leaving the shop to get products for their clients. And I said, you know what, mm-hmm. I'm going to go out and buy products for them in bulk, bring it to the mm-hmm. shop so that they don't have to do that for convenience. Just for convenience. And when I was out shopping, I was shopping at an Asian-owned store. I was browsing so long because I know my purchase was going to be very high. I was about to spend about $2,500 that day. And the, the guy just thought I was casing a joint. He didn't like it. He grabbed a golf club. He threatened me and told me to just get out of the store because he thought I was up to no good. Right. And he caught me on a good day. You know, you don't do that to Caribbean people, but he caught me in a good yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> so I left, you know. and um, But when I left, it, it stuck with me that, this guy treated me like that. I have the means. I'm, I'm articulate. I'm, I'm well dressed. If he's treating me like that, how is he treating other
1: people? Treating like everyone people? else.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. I was thinking about mm-hmm. the children that may be coming in there that are less fortunate. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know, lower income. I'm like, this guy is nasty. I'm gonna go ahead and open a store and give this community more options.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, mm-hmm. And that's what I did. And I did I opened a store. I didn't even live in this area. This was a, a inner city area that I was shopping in. So I decided to mm-hmm. open my mm-hmm. shop, my store next to my salon. And mm-hmm. it was tough. And that's when I really, really started to learn about how it, it. was. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, how it worked. And, what, work. and,
1: and well, that's it's almost how I, like I the it. mafia type, from what we've heard, or what you know, Can you shed a a little bit of insight, you know, uh, on how tight? that uh, industry is now and how it's been kind of wrapped up for years.
2: Yeah, well, the industry, what it is, is the the problem really lies with the distributors. They're not mm-hmm. any black-owned distributors that has the best interest of black retail survival, um, mm-hmm. and that's really where the problem lies, because we still have, you know, enough black manufacturers, but they're, mm-hmm. they're even selling their, their products to the Asian distributors or the Arabic distributors, and once that happens, they control... Mm-hmm. the retailer's survival or success to to, to some degree. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I experienced where they were sending me products late. You know, I'm trying to have stuff ready for Black Friday. I'm getting it on Cyber Monday. But mm-hmm. but the other stores are getting their stuff from the same distributor by Black Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm getting some higher prices. I'm just seeing some things that, that were discriminatory. And mm-hmm. what happened, though, was, I made sure that I overcame those obstacles by being a very good business person. So my okay. customers would shop with me. They had more patience. They were loyal to me. And and, th- and when my business started to succeed, the distributors really loosened up. And what I learned about them was that they're going to do business with people that they feel good to do business with. So because I wasn't angry at them or confrontational mm-hmm. with them or – Mm-hmm. You know, blaming them, they started to feel safe with me. Mm-hmm. and and then I lived in Korea for a year when I was in the military, so I knew Korean words and customs and cities, right? And that that helped their defense mechanism, the barrier. Uh
1: huh.
2: Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they you know they let their guard down, and it and and my business just really started to take off, and I, I made all my money back, and I said I'm going to open two more locations, and I did that over the next year and a half. So I was mm-hmm. the owner of three stores, um, and people were just constantly asking how they could get in, how can they be supportive, you know, what can they do to own a store, and, and it just started to morph from there in, in how I started to help people. And eventually, wow. like, it was like, was born, yeah.
1: Wow, wow. And so that that is a, a powerful story of how um, you actually started with your store, had success, was able to duplicate that, and you know, I know you you mentioned, and I'm and I'm, I'm grateful that you did because we talked, like I said earlier, about the process here, and the process is complete with uh, challenges and successes. What do you say is the number one cause for a business to fail, Professor Devin?
2: I, I think the number one cause
1: of business failure is is ignorance. Um, mm. It, it, and ignorance. you don't mean that in a mean way. You mean just simply no, no, a no. lack of knowledge. A lack of right. knowledge. A, a mm-hmm. void of information and education. Mm, that's, I that's love that. I a mean. void so, of information and education. We got to tweet that right. out. I like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> that.
2: That's really what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about uh, stupid or, you know, mental uh-huh. challenged. It's just uh-huh. the ignorance in not knowing what to do when you hit those obstacles. So what happens <laughs> is, People become um, very nervous or or knee-jerk and and, and less patient. They're not as resilient, and they make the wrong decisions. Now, Mm -hmm. people tend Mm -hmm. to think or believe that capital, the lack of capital, is business failure. Mm -hmm. But no, because knowledge will get you the capital. Knowledge Mm -hmm. will teach you how to keep your cash flow positive and (laughs) how to manage your inventory properly and setting the right prices and how to give good customer service, not... Familiar customer service, and there's a difference. People mm. often give customer service based on their perception of life, and they assume oh. that everyone should wow. accept that. And, and that's, and
1: that's how how what you, you call customers. familiar customer service. You right. say familiar, familiar uh-huh. customer
2: service. Giving
1: customer uh-huh. service
2: based on your familiarity of professionalism and service. Mm-hmm. But if, so if mm-hmm. a person doesn't really understand your culture or someone else's background or diverse backgrounds, they're mm-hmm. only going to be able to retain customers that are just like them within their demographic,
1: mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. a lack
2: of that again. That's a lack of knowledge and that's ignorance. That those are the mm-hmm. types of things that put people out of business quicker than anything else.
1: Mm mm-hmm. mm mm mm. I love it. I love it. And you know, with that you know, here on Wealthy Sisters Radio, we you know are. So excited, like I said, to have you as uh, our special guest today. If you just tuned in, this is Deborah Hartnett, your host for Wealthy Sisters Radio, and our guest is Professor Devin, mm-hmm. otherwise known as Devin Robinson. And uh, he is here talking today about how we as business owners can become better, but in particularly how he has this group of business owners who have done some incredible things, uh, women, black business women are reclaiming ownership of the beauty supply industry. And Professor Devin, when we talk about women, African-American women today, I know you know the stats on this, uh, being, we want to have a moment to talk about your, your camps, your academy that you have, your um, urban business institute, and everything that you do around that. And I know you know the numbers that African American women we have we are the fastest growing segment of the population out of anyone else that are. We're, well, let's say this: we're starting businesses faster. Than anyone else, and that trend has been tracking that way. I guess the past seven or ten uh, years now. So when you look at those numbers and you see that, what role do you think women play in the growth of small business? Because we know the numbers are there, but what can you kind of clarify what that role is? Yeah,
2: it's so it's so funny that you mentioned that. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Black women or women in general are. Mm-hmm. The, um, uh, the, the, the ingredient to a successful business. Okay, so mm-hmm. let me kind of mm-hmm. let me kind of break that down and explain why that happens. So, mm-hmm. um, when you look at the statistics of businesses that are not just started, but those mm-hmm. that grow to become successful, mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. ninety, I think it's ninety-two percent of them have mm-hmm. a women, a woman on staff. Okay,
1: mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm.
2: and that is because. It's the, dy- it's the dynamic of men and women and how we uh, genetically approach life. So men mm-hmm. seek opportunity while women seek security. And mm-hmm. because of that, when, when a business is started, this, one of the first things that women start to look at is how long can this business stick around? What are the things right. that we need to make sure that it's sustainable, uh, secure, right. uh, make sure that we're doing things with integrity and ethics uh, so we so it, we're not short-lived. These are the, the, the approaches that women take when it comes mm-hmm. to business. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. of that, businesses that actually thrive and grow and succeed have women on staff.
1: And mm-hmm. the, the,
2: the, the thing that really works out for women is once a woman takes the, has the, 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 the guts or the courage to start a business, she's 80% ahead of a man.
1: And when mm. I say
2: this in in in, uh, in conferences or workshops, you know, the men look at me like I'm crazy. They,
1: they the crazy. And they're
2: ready to yeah. stone me. <laughs> they're ready to yeah. stone me. But I, I have to break down the reason why that takes place. It's just because how women and and men approach life. I mean, men are mm-hmm. often rolling stones, start mm-hmm. things, we can stop things, we, we put it down, we move on. We have a shorter mm-hmm. attention span than a woman. And, and mm-hmm. that's just, Genetically, what happens and what works for the benefit of women. So um, seeing that more women are now starting businesses, you're going to see an uptick as well in uh, businesses that actually
1: succeed that are strictly women on board.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Well, you know, a lot of it... what you said, I totally um, agree with that, and we are definitely not saying that we don't need men <laughs> because we do. We have you on the show. You're doing some incredible things in <laughs> business as well, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But you're just stating a fact, and and I tell you, I have had um I mean a number of men that say to me, businessmen that say to me, Look, if you want something done, I'm gonna make sure I have some women on my staff and I have I've even had I had a white gentleman say to me, I wanna make sure I have some black single Mothers on staff because they don't have time to play, they don't have time to fool around. They're about their That's business, right. on a mission. They're there to produce, like you said. They they need security. They're seeking security. We want to see that you know through. So um, yes, that that is so true. There, when you when you look at the overall um, way that we operate in business and as far as men and women are and and I'm sure you talk a, a lot about that with your urban business Institute what what is this whole phrase that uh, we hear you talk about and you teach on the cypreneurship? am I pronouncing that right because uh, yeah. the way, you know we, we've read that and what what is that about because it, it sounds like it has something to do with the psychology that you were just talking about.
2: Yeah, it absolutely does. Psychology mm-hmm. in business is, mm-hmm. um, okay, so there are three there are three areas of, 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 of business operations. You have the psychological, the mechanical, and the technical. So the technical is um, what you do, what the business specifically does. So a restaurant's uh, okay. technical specialty is food, cooking. Then you have the okay. mechanics of a business, and the mechanics is what uh, we all share, such as utilities, payroll, taxes. The things that okay. are uh, cross-functional amongst many different businesses, and then you okay. have the, psycholo- the psychological area of the business is, where, is what makes up the culture of the business. So it makes up okay. uh, uh, the environment of the business, and it's often dictated by the leadership. So it's how well the leadership can handle stress, uh, mm-hmm. like how conservative or liberal they are fiscally. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the are they resilient? Are they consistent? Are uh, the emotional? It, it really lies on the actual leader, and mm-hmm. a lot of times business. Uh, what happens with business? A lot of times, when they fail, is because of the the, the, psych, the psychological aspect that people uh, didn't have a, a a firm understanding of. So, mm-hmm. 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 what what we teach is cypreneurship making sure that people uh, the psyche and the, the psychology. The psychological makeup of the individual is poised for success, so we really okay. focused on that area of, of business, and it really um, has been very effective. In people, mm. you know, you can teach someone how to do a business plan and go out and apply for a loan, but to get the money, and that's then right. They weren't they weren't prepared for it psychologically. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. They didn't know how right. to carry out the emotions properly or subdue their emotions or delay their gratification. These are some of the things that you don't see happen. So right. our training, what we focus on is the psychpreneurship of individuals, making sure the psychological part is very built up. And, and lastly, uh, you know, we tend to, there are two areas of failure in, in, in life and in business. They're the mm-hmm. and there's the outward factors. So mm-hmm. things can mm-hmm. happen outwardly that leads to your business failure. Mm-hmm. The statistic shows that 79% of the reasons people fail are due to inward reasons. However, yeah,
0: inward. if you ask mm-hmm. that,
2: in, yeah, inward reasons, but if you ask mm-hmm. an individual why they failed, majority of people point outwardly mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. elements mm-hmm. of the outside that led to their failure. So the site mm-hmm. mm-hmm. just really focuses on building people from the inside up so that their mm-hmm. habits can carry out
1: and be successful in life and in business. I love it. And, you know, that, that saying is, is really not about life or what happens in life. It's really about how we respond to it. I understand that so clearly now. And um, I always talk about this. A, it's a workshop that I do that's called It's 95% Mental. Business is, you know, and I really right, keep right. saying I need to change it to 99 because, like you said, we can have all of the know-how we can have. And I see people Key leaders, executives that come out and start businesses, and the first rejection, they run. You know, the first, first no, and you're going to get no's. <laughs> you're going you, to get you, no's. You're going you to know, get everything. A, uh, <laughs> and there's a
2: there's a statistic uh, that I that just I just re- recalled in, in my mind that I found was very very interesting. So wow. people uh, often businesses often fail. Uh, not because it wasn't a good idea. It's because of the mental, like you said, right? But right, I was reading right. this documentary about Navy SEALs, and it, it said that 83% of all mm. Navy SEALs, that former Navy SEALs, are successful entrepreneurs. 83%. Yes. yes. And when you look at it, I said, wow, really? Yeah. It, it really has to boil down to your mental capacity. That's because right. That's right. Being a Navy SEAL right. is, is is strongly mental. It's really about yeah. persevering mentally. Yeah. So Yeah. It, it yeah. really came down, and that, and that kind of triggered my thought where it says, you know what, so if you focus on someone's mental toughness, mm-hmm. you will actually be
1: contributing to their success in business. Mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the angle that we approach it from. Yeah, so from that endurance that's needed. I mean, you can you can look at that the same with athletes because it takes, It takes you know that uh, mindset. You to to be able to be successful as an athlete is that mind over matter. So it's the, the same concept. Right, I've seen exactly. athletes that yeah. are that do very well in business. I mean, and even from the military, uh, they you guys have you you taught leadership. You taught the whole concept of team and how to relate and 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 all of that. And that 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 does it, it plays a, a lot of uh, carries a lot of weight. For entrepreneurs. Well, if you all have just tuned in, you know, I tell you, <laughs> promise you, you want to download this show. Remember, go to WealthySistersRadio.com, WealthySistersRadio.com. You can click on our uh, mailing list there to join and stay in touch with us every week. But this show has just been one of the best, and, and I know I say that every week, but I promise you, you want to get the information that Professor Devin has been talking about on this show today, and we know our time is moving by so fast here. I want to make sure that you go to Wealthy Sisters radio. Dot com. click on our featured guest and you can get all the information on Professor Devin but we did want to just give you a few more seconds if you could just tell us about the Urban Business Institute, let everybody know about your academy and if you can share some powerful words about your book. I love that title, Power Moves. We're going to have to have you back on so if you can do all that in 90 <laughs> seconds.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'll try to get it in because sometimes that I start yeah. going it's like a runaway train.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love having you as a guest.
2: You can go to urbanbusinessinstitute.com, just the name of the company, urbanbusinessinstitute.com. Small Business Academy is a one-year academy that we run, teaching people uh, how to be successful in business using the the elements, like I said, of sidepreneurship. We do teach the mechanics and the the technical as well but Uh it's heavily psychological. So we make sure we we create mentally tough entrepreneurs. Um, So you can can go to UrbanBusinessInstitute.com. For the beauty supply stuff, you can go to BeautySupplyInstitute.com, name of the company as well, BeautySupplyInstitute.com. My book, Power Move, Power, M-O-V-E. Move stands for Mindset, Order, Vacate, and Execute. Um, Mm. It really drills down how to go from being programmed as an employee or or, or average worker into someone who's following their dreams and carrying out their destiny and mission. And really Mm -hmm. what I focus on, one of my goals with entrepreneurs that we train is making sure that you create a sustainable business that is able to employ people, hopefully people of our own community, and generate those tax dollars within our community. So um, that's really our focus, to make sure that you build strong, solid, thriving businesses that our community can really, really benefit from.
1: Wow, wow. Well, you heard it right here from Professor Devin, again, Devin Robinson of the the Beauty Supply Institute and the Urban Business Institute, please make sure you go to WealthySistersRadio.com right now. Click right there on our featured guest. All of his information is there. Find him when we know he's on Facebook, Twitter, uh, and reach out to his company. And, and I know you have workshops that are all around the country uh, that people can attend as well. And, and that academy, are, can they do that online? Do you have webinars with that, or do you have to be in person for that?
2: No, you have to be in person. There's certain okay. elements of it. It's, kind of, it's hybrid. There's some elements yeah. that is online, secure, yeah. log in online. But yeah. uh the portion of it, you're coming because we are going to make sure you're not a distracted learner. You know, sometimes That's people right. aren't disciplined enough to just be online. They're doing right. all types
1: of stuff. They're listening to music. They're watching TV.
2: We right. want to make sure Clicking that you're down. focused, you're dialed mm-hmm. in, and mm-hmm. you're
1: engaged Mm hmm I love it, I love it. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us here on Wealthy Sisters Radio. We appreciate you for all that you're doing. Continued success to you, brother. And uh, like I said, we we definitely want to make sure we have you back again on Wealthy Sisters Radio.
2: Thanks for having me on. The honor is mine, and the pleasure will be mine to come back at any time you see fit.
1: All right, thank you so much. I tell you, that was Professor Devin. He is an powerful businessman doing some incredible things all across the country. A business owner. He has the background of everyone that you can really want to relate to. So I encourage you, like I said, go to Wealthy Sisters Radio. Make sure you click right there on Featured Guests and get all of this information so that you can follow up with him and yourself. Get into one of those uh, uh, classes that he has. I know there's um, workshops all across the country. But I tell you, you know, we are so excited here on Wealthy Sisters Radio. It's so much that's happening. We have the best of the best, and our correspondent, Aurelia Mitchell-Durant, she just celebrated her birthday yesterday, our legal correspondent, and she has some top secret information for you today that she's going to be sharing with us about your trade secrets. So stay tuned. We're just going to take a short break, and we're going to come back and let Miss Aurelia, well, shall I say Aurelia Mitchell-Durant, share about those trade secrets. We'll be right back dream big, financial freedom, lifestyle change, additional income, be your own boss. If this is the life you've dreamed of, Tracy Lynn Fashion Jewelry is the business for you. This business is simple. If you can wear the jewelry, you can sell the jewelry. I've earned a $10,000 bonus check. I'm able to earn 600 to $800 per show and more. Visit TracyLynnJewelry.com and remember, behind every great woman are more great women.
2: Would you like to reach quality professionals? Expose your product and services to thousands on a monthly basis? Advertise with the Wealthy Sisters Media Group. Our packages include both on-air and website banner placement. Call our offices today at 1-800-917-9435, extension 803. Or visit our website at www.wealthysisters.com
0: to begin building your brand today.
1: Yes, hello. We are live back here on Wealthy Sisters Radio. This has been a power-packed show today. I tell you, we had none other than Professor Devin of the Urban Business Institute and the Beauty Supply Institute. If you missed the first half, please make sure you do yourself a favor. Remember that you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and we're on iTunes as well. You can download our show there, complimentary for you, and I encourage you to do that. Make sure you go to WealthySistersRadio.com, join the mailing list and download this show and all of our other great shows right here for you. We want you to know that we know you're in business by yourself, but we are independent. Yes, but we are all interdependent. We need each other, and that's what we want to be and strive to be for you every week here. And you know, Wealthy Sisters is sponsoring the Winter Summit Conference and Expo March 27-28. Have you gotten your ticket yet? You know it is the best event for professional business women. We have every subject matter from marketing to taxes to bookkeeping to how to read your your, uh, financial statements, how to set up your financial statements. Even we have the National Association of Black Hotel Owners and operators and developers who will be conducting a workshop. They're going to actually show you how you can be a hotel owner, a brand name hotel owner like the gentleman here that owns the Marriott Marquis in Washington, D.C., and so many others. So you definitely want to be there along with the Millionaire Luncheon that we have every year. That is a powerful event where we have documented Millionaire women who sit down and share with you in an intimate session about how they built their business. I mean, the women are able to ask whatever question you want to ask, and they are very, very candid and open and sharing. So we want you to make sure that you're there March 27th, 28th. Go to winnersummit.com, The Winner Summit, like a champion that you are, and get registered today. Well, I tell you, I cannot wait to hear all about these trade secrets from Aurelia Mitchell-Durant, our legal correspondent. Aurelia, take it away.
0: This is Aurelia Mitchell-Durant, Esquire, and this is the Wealthy Sisters Media Group radio show legal segment. And today I want to talk about trade secrets. Now, There is protection in trademark law for trade secrets. Now, one of the the more uh, infamous and, uh, I guess, part of urban legend-type trade secrets was the McDonald's secret sauce for the Big Mac. Um, And that was something that back in the 80s, if I can remember and not date myself too far back, uh, there was supposed to be a secret about what that sauce was. And the thinking with a trade secret is that if the secret got out and my competitors were able to duplicate my secret methodology, then I would lose my competitive edge. Now, one of the biggest market economies in the world is China. And a lot of businesses try to market their goods and services to China. Um, But in China, there's difficulty enforcing things like trade secrets but there are still things that you can do to prevent trade secrets from being stolen or misappropriated. Um, There are definitely preventive measures that you can take. There are four that I want to talk to you about today. Uh, The first one is limit access to trade secrets. That means keep it in a vault. If it's that much of a secret and if it's your special sauce in your business, Um, you can protect it, but that doesn't mean that someone is not going to run off with it. So if you think about it, let's say that you're a coach, you're a business coach, and you have a uh, different program that you use, and let's say you make it up, and it's it's some acronyms, and once people apply your, your theory, to their business endeavors and they actually monetize their business in unique and special ways. So if you were to get that copy written, that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, someone else wouldn't take that. It just means that they're not allowed to take all of it. So in copyright, there's a notion that I can take some of an excerpt, but as long as I don't take substantially all. So one of the best things to do is to limit access to trade secrets. Number two, identify the business trade secrets. That means put them in some kind of category so that the employees know that these are trade secrets because a lot of times the employees don't actually know you know, what's significant these particular methodologies have, but if they know that these are particularly special, then they'll actually give it some measure of protection beyond usual business information. And three, create human resource policies that handle how employees leave and also handle how employees get access to the trade secrets while they're doing the employee. So have them to sign employment agreements that will will hopefully minimize the chance of misappropriation. And number four, documentation. Um, Actually take some steps to protect the trade secret by documenting that it's a trade secret. There's actually uh, governmental agencies that you can use to document the the effectiveness of your particular trade secret. So if you are operating your business and you have trade secrets, uh, it's important that you treat them with care and that you take preventative measures to make sure that as you expand and you grow, your secrets don't get out. So this has been Aurelia Mitchell-Durant, Esquire, and this is the Wealthy Sisters Media Group Radio Show Legal Segment. Thank you for listening.
1: I tell you what. She is a bad sister, I tell you. Thank you so much, Aurelia Mitchell-Durant, as our legal correspondent here on Wealthy Sisters Radio. Please go to wealthysistersradio.com right now. Click right there on the feature correspondence, and you will see Aurelia's page. She is one of the foremost attorneys on um, protection, brand protection. She's an international attorney. She operates out of Atlanta, but she can help you all over, literally all over, as I said, her whole team. They deal with international, they deal with fashion, luxury, all of that. So I'm telling you, um, the entertainment industry, she is someone that you definitely want to get in contact with. So thank you so much, Aurelia, for providing that great information on those trade secrets there. Well, I tell you, this, again, has just been an awesome show. I mean, it's just a privilege to be here to share this space and time with you today. And I just want to thank you so much for tuning into us as you do on a weekly basis you know, we always say, I just cannot stress how much I appreciate you and uh, this opportunity to have this platform to, to share uh, information, to, to be a resource, to be a support system. And and you know, I got one of the greatest compliments on my birthday, as you know, I said, I've been celebrating, wanna thank again for all of the, the wonderful remarks on my birthday, but one was like, they really are so grateful. She said, thank you so much for living your purpose because you help me on a daily basis. And, I mean, that that just really, you never know, you know, what your life is, is going to be or which way it's going to turn. But once you find your purpose, and that's, that's my power thought for the day, make sure you do what you feel you are supposed to do. Follow your instinct and find that purpose. Once you do that, your life has so much more meaning you know it's really about that and it's a process it's a journey to get to that yes and you may have to turn down things that you would imagine you would never turn down but once you get in that stride and you're living in your purpose it's nothing like that nothing like it so again we want to thank you for tuning in thank you to our guests Uh, Professor Devin Robinson for coming on our show. Please make sure you go and check him out at the featured uh, guest here on Wealthy Sisters Radio. Thank you so much for our producers, our support staff and uh, Aurelia Mitchell-Durant for that awesome trade secret segment. And again, thank you. And as always, you know we wish you and yours the best of everything great. See you next week. Have an awesome week now. Bye.
0: When I listen to wealthy sisters, radio show. listen to wealthy sisters, radio show. listen to wealthy sisters, radio show. to wealthy sisters, We're to wealthy sisters, to wealthy sisters, when I'm listening to, do When listening to,
1: Our guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of our host, staff, or partners of Wealthy Sisters Radio.